This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. I am so excited about this show right here today. No matter where you are on the planet, you should know that a vibrant yoga retreat center is coming to the Hudson Valley, and a big one, Yoga Vita Farms. The young man at the helm of this farm-to-table-to-yoga-mat retreat heaven is a Princeton grad who was destined to be a finance guy who found his authentic voice and spirit in a yoga class, but not the first one, Mike Patton will join us. And then you'll meet Maya Wild, a goddess at helping people make transitions from the life they have to the life they could be living. A transition like Mike Patton made. Mike, tell everybody how you found yoga. When I graduated college in 2005, I went to Costa Rica for a few months to surf and I tried a yoga class there and I remember laughing the whole way through because it was the same like hippie nonsense that I always thought it was. Um, and then I moved to New York immediately thereafter and I took one more shot at yoga and it was presented in a way that was just more like friendly and accessible and didn't have all this spiritual chanting and dogma and that was the first time I experienced yoga in a way that didn't make me reject it. Tried it first in like 2006 something like that and then got into it over the next few years while I worked at a bank in New York. Oh you needed it. You know it's funny that you mentioned that my very first yoga class I remember sitting there you know with my hands in some mudra and everyone had their eyes closed and I'm peeking out of one eye like are these people for real (laughs) you know I know. I know. I know. But 30 years later, it's like a lifesaver. So now you've got Yoga Vita. I mean, you really took this seriously. Tell us about the new project. Um, Well, yes. We have four yoga studios, normal yoga studios in New York, and we serve, I mean, up to 800-some students a day. So we have a nice, robust community in New York City, which is exciting. It's accessibly priced and an accessible experience. There's no preaching or anything like that. So those have done extremely well over the last now almost a decade and now we're in the middle of a project that we're about to open in the next like few weeks in Ellenville area in the Vernoy Kill State Park and it's a 62 acre property it's in the 30,000 acre state forest we're three miles from our closest neighbor there's a river that runs the length of the property and there's a whole bunch of buildings there's a seven bedroom main house a five bedroom guest house a big dining room a bunch of old outbuildings because it used to be used in like the 1920s to the 60s by an old New York City restaurateur as well. And over the last year, we've built a four-acre farm, organic regenerative farm, and a 3,000-foot greenhouse. And now we've already planted a bunch of our vegetables in the greenhouse that we're going to then transplant into the field. And from the dining room, you can actually see where the vegetables are grown. And it's going to be a farm-to-table yoga retreat center that'll be available to all of the public um, for specific retreat weekends and then yeah we're trying to get people a little more connected to the food they eat and for me the first time I ever saw asparagus in the ground or had any idea what any many vegetables looked like prior to it arriving on my dinner plate we do an annual retreat to India 
And there we stayed in an ashram and do it once a year where they have an organic farm in the back of their housing area. So the majority of the food that their guests consume are grown on the, on their property. And that to me was such a novel experience. And I consider myself a very lucky and privileged person and to not have any idea what a lot of vegetables look when they're actually growing in the ground is kind of shocking to me. And I think many New Yorkers probably have similar experiences become, because we've become so disconnected to our food in a lot of ways. So right. this is just an idea in the middle of a state forest to give people some yoga and meditation, but also have very high-end and comfortable food and three meals a day and see how it feels. You know, people are going to come from all over the world, or at least all over the nation. I hope so. That would be a dream. That's the idea. The Hudson Valley is a pretty big deal. And you must be familiar because you just invested in it. It is changing. And I've had the privilege of coming up there for Thursday to Monday for the last year, over a year now, every single week. So now when I wake up in my bed in New York City, I usually think I'm in Lawarsing or Ellenville. So I love it up there. And I think it's only beginning, the the rush of people to the Hudson Valley. And I'm going to tell you, the Hudson Valley farm-to-table community, it's enormous. And they are going to find you. They're also very open and loving and embracing. And they're going to pull you right into the fold. And you, I know you're going to meet these people... And they're going to be so happy you're here. So when do you open the doors? Uh, we open our first public-facing weekend is going to be Memorial Day. And then we have a bunch of other weekends that we have scheduled throughout June, July, and August. Then we also offer private rental kind of curated group experiences. So if you and your family didn't want to cook Thanksgiving dinner and you wanted to come offer it at our retreat center for up to 20 people, you would have an exclusive buyout for that whole period. We provide three meals a day and make you do or offer you some yoga in case you wanted to help with the digestive process post mm, So Wonderful. Now, you founded Yoga Vita with someone who has made quite a name for herself in the yoga world. Want to tell people about her? Yeah. So the first person I reached out to in 2009 before opening our first studio was Hilaria, was actually who became Baldwin a few years later. She met Alec after we had our just opened our second yoga studio and she was the first person I reached out to and the co-founder of Yoga Vita Studios and had a significant influence on the style and structure of the classes and experience we were offering. Um, And then she obviously, her life has become much more public over the last seven or eight years and has a giant family now. So she's a little less involved day to day, but she's still very much supportive and a very close friend and definitely Yoga Vita would not be the place that it is today without her contribution. What did you study at Princeton? Economics, actually. Hmm. And I moved to New York to work at Bear Stearns. I don't think we've talked about that, but I I thought I knew what my life was going to look like for the next 30 years and then all of a sudden the financial crisis hit and I didn't have a job and was looking for a step up in an industry when it was very tough to find. So eventually decided yoga changed my life and helped me accept and appreciate a lot of the time that I was looking for a job and I wanted to find a way to share that with others in a way that didn't make them feel like an idiot for not knowing what a chaturanga meant. Um, (laughs) That was the original idea, and we 
pretty much held firm to that and trying to make it accessible to beginners, but also try to challenge people with a more regular practice. This is so thrilling. I can't wait to tell my girls we've got a new place to go. <laughs> we've got a new place to go. This is great. What else do you want the Hudson Valley listeners to know? Oh, mainly just that we're so excited to be in the area and we love all the people that we've met. And I think that's what is kind of creating this opportunity and why a lot of people are moving and commuting and doing vacationing in the Hudson Valley it's like it's just a, it feels different like you're not going to the Hamptons where it's like the same cookie cutter experience like you have a bunch of property and a bunch of nature and wilderness and animals and smells that you have you don't smell anywhere else and I mean it's a really special part of the country and I think there's no reason it won't become more of what it was back in its heyday in the 40s 50s or whenever that was where the large rush was coming to the area but it seems like there's a bit of a shift and we're excited to be in the area and we can't wait to show some of our new york new york city community this special place of the world now is it just called yoga vita farms yep we have a regular website yogavita.com for our studios and then we are hopefully going to be publishing our actual yoga vita farms website today which is yoga vita farms Mike Patton of Yoga Vita is opening Yoga Vita Farms in the Hudson Valley. And he has a chef that comes from the Stone Barn Center for Food and Agriculture. The best of the best now at Yoga Vita Farms. Mike Patton, Hilaria Baldwin's business partner. I'm so happy for everyone here in the Hudson Valley, but I'm also so happy for Mike because he is going to love the people he meets in this part of the world. And Mike, by the way, I'm a great retreat leader. Call me. Oh, and by the way, a chaturanga is the descending part of a slow push-up. It's a transitional move. And transitional moves is part of the theme we have today. Mike went from Princeton finance guy to opening the most popular yoga centers in New York City and now coming up to the Hudson Valley. Is there a transition you would like to make? Is there a new world you would like to create? Maya Wild can help you find your authentic voice. Maya Wild, a life strategist and intuitive advisor, does everyone need to find their authentic voice? Well, I think little kids don't. They seem to be pretty free with themselves, right? And I I like to think that most of us were once that free spirit, just able to vocalize and dance and express, say what we like, what we don't like. But, you know, we lose it because the world shoots us down. You know, we get humiliated, embarrassed, actually pointed at with shame and, you know, told we should be ashamed of ourselves. And so I think that most of us get to a point in our lives where we realize we've been faking it a little bit and it doesn't even have to be a lot but there comes that point where it's like I don't feel like this is the real me doing my life and it's not good enough Ooh, that is not a comfortable feeling No, not to put you on the spot, but it sounds like you maybe are familiar. You've been there. Yes. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what I know about finding your voice. I only know it from the professional side of things, literally finding my voice like on the radio. Right. And I know that I thought I had it (laughs) when I was the farthest away from it. I was just imitating other people. And then I found a place that felt really authentic and great. And then that place doesn't stay static. It keeps changing and getting deeper and more authentic and freer and, um, and better. But, you know, I'm on the radio, so... 
ha- knowing I have a voice and finding it sort of came naturally. It was part of the deal. But when you were speaking, I was remembering people that I've recently have conversations with. They sort of go blank when it's time for them to speak or shine. Yeah. And those are people who maybe have become disconnected from their voice. Yeah, and I think you bring up some brilliant points. You know, first of all, you might feel really comfortable in, you know, amongst your friends, with your family, and then it comes time to actually express yourself professionally, and then you find you're stuck. Or, like you were saying, well, professionally, you had to, right? right. And then you were given the, the platform to keep experimenting with it. And so you, and then you were able to course correct and go, oh, some of this is imitation. No, this is the real me. And so I think it's always a matter of just meeting ourselves where we are. It's never a, it's never the comparison game. It's like, wait, how does this feel to me? Does this feel genuine or authentic to me? If it doesn't and you're cool with it, I guess carry on. But I think there comes a point for most of us where we're ready to just step it up a notch and be more authentic and really express ourselves, maybe even a little in a little more of a risky way. That there's something there for each of us. So you say the way to find your voice, or one of the ways, is to experiment. How do we do that? (laughs) Well, I mean, you can really just sort of go start throwing spaghetti against the wall, right, and seeing what sticks, you know? And I think we've all had those moments where you make a joke, you're maybe in a new crowd, a new group, you make a joke, and nothing happens. (laughs) It just falls flat, and you're like, okay, I'm reading the room, I'm getting that's not, that's, you know, and so sometimes it's a matter of finding, not just finding your own voice and how you express yourself, but finding the right people, the right places, you know, the world is so varied and so full of different, different, I don't know, different vibes, different groups, different moods, different themes, and so I think one key is when you're just starting out and experimenting, it can be really scary. And you'll fumble, you'll make mistakes. And, um, and by mistakes, I don't mean like you did it wrong, because that, that is something that holds a lot of us back, but more like, okay, that wasn't quite it. I didn't really hit the mark on that one. You know, like stand-up comedians getting up there, up oh, that joke bombed, but they keep getting back up. And maybe stand-up comedians are a bad example, because they don't really seem to look for the safe places to experiment with this. But I think for most of us normal human beings, it's like, who are the people I can trust with my most, you know, my most out there or vulnerable self, that they won't mock me to the point where it shuts me down. They might say like, yeah, that didn't really work, but they're going to support me in exploring, figuring this out. Right, 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 right. And that is why I have so many women's groups and seminars and lectures and retreats, and you'll see somebody raise their hand and bring up something that's maybe new or fresh or fragile, and what always happens is somebody in the group, somebody always says, I know exactly what you mean, and usually everyone in the group says, let's talk Let's talk about it more. So yeah. we can create our safe places. Does everyone in every walk of life need to find their voice or what about the quiet people oh okay so it's such a great question because you know I sometimes come across as a huge extrovert and you know I like performing I like all of that you know I was an actress for years and I'm using that in my life coaching business now like that comfort that I have with being out there but finding your voice doesn't mean again it's like what we said a minute ago it's not finding somebody else's voice and looking what other people are doing it's like if I'm quiet if that's the authentic me 
then that's what you need to follow. Finding your voice. In fact, who was I talking to recently? I'm not going to remember maybe the specifics right now, but somebody, oh, I know it was a friend of mine was saying that she was in extreme competitive sports throughout high school and college. And she, at a certain point, sabotaged her running. And she realizes now with the, the clarity of that hindsight 20 years later of, oh, she realizes she wasn't born a competitive person, but the environment she was raised in created her to be a competitive person until ultimately she sabotaged her sports career because she wanted to be competing against herself and thriving, but not in the sort of dog-eat-dog sports competitive world. And so there are ways that you can rediscover yourself and see like, okay, how much of this is the environment I was raised in or what I was told I should be? And am I really just more quiet? Great. Maybe you need to get more quiet, like my friend needs to get less competitive. Wow. That is wonderful. We're talking to Maya Wild. She is a life strategist and intuitive advisor, and she has some great ideas about how you can just be more ah, fulfilled and uh, grounded and more celebratory of your own life. You touched on something that made me go, wow, a lot of us were raised one way and really thought we were that way until we found out we weren't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, maybe you were raised to be loud and outgoing and throw all the parties. And then when you had a moment to turn around, you realize, oh, that's not me. And, you know, sometimes that comes with a little bit of backlash. But when you know you're your best, you feel it, right? Yeah, and I think that's really just the key. It's like you'll feel if you need to find your voice, if you're going, you'll just know. It can be a really quiet feeling on the inside of you let yourself down. If you didn't speak up or if you're going against your grain in some way, like going out and doing events that you actually don't want to do, that fulfillment you just mentioned, Casey, that feeling of fulfillment or meaning or like this is it, this is the right thing is interior and it's different for each of us, but that's what we all need to learn how to trust. Let's talk to the people who are maybe doing things over and over again that they don't want to do, but they say, hey, Maya, I have to do this. I have to have a job, but my job puts me in these situations and I'm not comfortable there, but I have to play this role. What do we say for them? Well, I mean, for the short term, sometimes there's just that kind of like, all right, this is the situation that I'm in. I need to, you know, be smart about how I get through it because we don't need to burn our bridges. I've done that a whole bunch and it did not serve me. There's also, there's this, I'm going to speak to two opposite ends of the spectrum. There's that end of the spectrum where it's like, I just got to grit my teeth and bear it. There's perhaps an opportunity for a little emotional or spiritual self-exploration there because we can really learn how to rise above circumstances and just kind of maybe give ourselves a pep talk. I once had to give myself a negative pep talk years ago when I was a waitress, and I remember thinking, it's going to be really bad tonight. And I thought, no, no, you should be positive thinking about it. And I thought, no, because it's going to be really bad. And I felt this inner relief because I was telling myself the truth, and it really just took the weight off trying to force the situation to be any different. But then at the totally opposite end of the spectrum for people who are real overcomers and like call, if you call yourself really spiritual and you're going to say to yourself, like, I should be able to overcome this circumstance and just be sort of rise above it somehow, but you're really struggling. 
the message you might be getting is that you might need to change the outer circumstance. Because so many spiritual people are like, well, I can stay here, and maybe I'm meant to be here, and just bring a smile to everybody who's here, when actually you might be getting charged with the harder task for you, which is to change the outer circumstance. What does that mean? Change your job? Could be change your job. It could be, I heard a story yesterday about someone who, and this is where, again, not every situation, it's like why we talk about where are you going to experiment and explore, not every situation welcomes that. Sometimes, um, I heard the story yesterday, this guy apparently was really struggling in, in his job. He'd enjoyed it when he started, and then he was really only enjoying the parts where new projects were launching. And then the rest with the follow-through, he was dragging his feet, he didn't want to do any admin tasks, and he was really hating his job and considering leaving it. And he did some personal development work and discovered that he's really strong in getting new projects off the ground. So he created a new job description and brought it to his boss and he is now a new projects manager in his firm and he doesn't have to do any of the other stuff but he handles all of the new launches that they have going on because that's his brilliance and so sometimes there's a creative solution in the situation that you feel like right now you're stuck in right that's exactly true i know of another woman who did the same thing worked in a big corporation and wasn't going with the sheep you know she just went another way but then she was able to show it to the boss and say hey this is where i excel and the boss said you're right go do that because that's going to help all boats will rise. Everyone gets help. So awesome. All right, because we don't want anybody going to work or being in a relationship or being in any kind of situation where they don't feel empowered, heard, seen, respected, right? Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so you call it personal development work. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound so much fun, does it? But it's like discovering your true self, yeah, and feeling, like you say, empowered to actually create your own life. I mean, we've all been raised in this victim mindset that this is just how life is and some people are lucky. That was certainly a family belief system that I uncovered many years later in my late 30s. Like, why is my life not working? Oh, because I have this family belief that life is something that just happens to you. Some people are lucky, some people aren't. There's nothing you can do about it. When in fact, we actually have a lot of creative command. I don't want to say control because life is not something we can control, but to begin to see that there are creative solutions and you can start to design your life from the inside out or from the outside in in a way that really is a good match for your personality and your style. That's kind of a brand new concept and I think that's what we're really talking about here. Okay, Maya Wild, I'm listening to Casey's Shine On show and I'm enjoying it and I want to do some personal development so I can find my voice and live more authentically. What should I do first? Wow, well, okay, I'm going to give the obvious thing, you can come find me on Facebook because I'm sort of relentless talking about this all the time. But find somebody, you can even find a book. You know, I start. I say to people, start looking under rocks because we also have this big cultural belief that we can't heal. And so whatever circumstance you're in, just start looking around for some evidence that other people are doing it and have made it happen who come from circumstances like yours. Like maybe you're a single mom or, you know, you just feel stuck wherever you are. There's somebody somewhere who's 
overcome that. And there's somebody somewhere with tips and tools who can help you start to shift, whether it's your mindset, how you communicate with your family members or your boss, or how you talk to yourself and how you see life that will get you started maybe making some different decisions or seeing creative solutions where you you just couldn't even recognize them before. So start seeking out people who are living in the way or getting the results that you would love to get. Maya Wild. Find her on Facebook and she will help you fly. That's M-A-I-A-W-I-L-D-E. She is absolutely one of my favorite people. Can't you just feel her energy? She's doing good work in the world. Let her help you too. Maya Wild. She's on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you will subscribe to the Shine On Inspirational Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes. Feel free to rate it. Leave some comments. Would love to hear from you. What's coming up? A free Shine On Talk Thursday in Croton. Casey.co has more. Spiritual summer weekends in July and August. Casey.co has more. Business peeps, I'll get you radio ready. At the Open Center in August. Casey.co has more. Need an inspiring message every day? K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Now today, our thought for the day is from Mary Morrissey, who is soon to be a guest on this show. Mary said, Even though you may want to move forward in your life, you may have one foot on the brakes. In order to be free, we must learn how to let go, release the hurt, release the fear, refuse to entertain your old pain. Refuse to entertain your old pain. The energy it takes to hang on to the past is holding you back from a new life. What is it you would let go of today? Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.